Welcome to the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Tay Daniels. I'm a multi-business owning wife and mom that lives in the Midwest. I teach women how to be unapologetic in their journey to success, how to stop making decisions out of fear and step into their CEO shoes, to want more for their life, and to build a business that they not only love, but they're extremely proud of. On this podcast, I will be giving you my no BS advice and perspective on business, life, and motherhood. So grab your drink, put on those headphones, or cover your child's ears, and let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. We are back with another Female Founder Friday. I'm super excited about today's interview. I am talking with Coach Amber B., Amber is a business, health, and mindset coach for growth-focused women who want control and intentionality back in their busy lives. Ah, I love it. She inspires women business owners with her podcast and the Momentum Restart Method to find consistency in their health goal. Amber is creating meaningful experiences that inspire women to decrease the things that hold them back and increase the things that move them forward to the life that they want. All of you have been listening before. You know exactly that she is my kind of people. This is what we do here too. So welcome, Amber. Thank you so much. I am really excited to be here this morning. I am honored. Thank you, Tay, for having me and for a chance to connect. I love connecting with other women business owners. You can just feel the energy when we get in the same room and we can cheer each other on. Yes, I could not agree more. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited we found each other. Um, I feel like we have very similar audiences. We kind of, we you know, we teach in similar ways, and I'm I just can't wait to share you yeah. with people. <laughs> Good. So tell us more about you, your business, your journey. How did you get started? Everything to where you are right now. Sure. Yeah, I help. New and scaling female entrepreneurs create and live the dream life that they wanted when they started their business. Because for years, as a performer and a musician, to starting and running multiple businesses myself, and someone who loves growth and a good challenge, I lived in that hustle mindset of do more, push more, I'll take care of myself when I hit the next milestone or when I. I'm done with this launch or when this thing is done. And I never did. And I kept finding myself in this cycle of burnout. And I got to this point where I was burnt out on all levels of life, just my health, my inspiration, my work, everything. And I thought to myself, this is not why I became a business owner. Yep. I This is not the life I wanted. I wanted freedom and I wanted to create exactly the schedule that I wanted and do the things that I was excited to do. So through that, I shifted my mindset and found a way forward to create the business that I love now today and am living that life that I wanted going from that burnout to inspired. And I've been able to use that experience to now help other female entrepreneurs as well, because I love nothing more than sitting down with another female in business who is starting or growing, and I know all the things that pop up. We go into it with this excited, ready, 
optimistic view of what business is going to be. But once we're in it, it's really hard, but we want nothing else besides that. So helping them to be able to know that this is normal. This is exactly how the rest of us feel, that doubt, that imposter syndrome, all those things pop up and learning how to take care of ourselves along the way. So that is the shortened version of the whole life in a nutshell. Yeah. And that's so important too, because I, and I preach this to all of my clients, but in the beginning of my business, I didn't know, and I didn't have the community and I didn't have the coach. And so Mm -hmm. I was kind of, you know, winging it. (laughs) Yeah. I ended up building a business that put me right back into a nine to five. And so then I was like, well, we're going to burn that one right back down to the ground. because that's That was not what I meant to do, but you know, you don't know until you know. So absolutely. And I love, it takes so much courage. I've, as I mentioned, I started and stopped many businesses too, before I got to the one that I love and it takes so much courage to start. And it also takes courage to shift. And like you said, burn it down and then start over. It takes so much courage to do that. And, but we are that much more knowledgeable and brave from those steps we took before. Exactly. And yeah, there was a point where I felt like I did all this hard work. Like I cannot believe I'm just going to like stop doing this thing that I've worked so hard to do. But at the same time, doing that thing was not fulfilling. So it's like, right. what is the, what do they say? A double ended sword or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what you're losing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it. Exactly. No. I'm so glad that this is what you do and help women do because it's, it is so important, especially early on in your business to be really clear about the life that you want to live and then allow your business to be built around that versus a lot of times we'll just build a business and then be like, we're still not living the life we want to live. We thought it would be different. Yeah, that's so true. Okay. So let's get into some hot seat questions. Um, These are just like our fire round. We get to know you a little bit better. Um, First is where are you from? All right. I have been a few places. So I am originally from North Dakota. I grew up in Fargo, North Dakota my whole life. But the minute I turned 18, like the minute I turned 18, I was out of there and I wanted to move to Nashville, Tennessee for music. And so I moved when I was 18 to Nashville. I ended up going to college there at Belmont University and to throw a little confusion in the mix too. That's also where I met my husband who was at the time from Colorado we wow. met long distance just through a friend of a friend and we dated long distance. And that time I also moved up to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and he followed me up here. And now we're living, we've been in Minneapolis for the last 20 some years. And every winter we discuss moving back to a warmer climate, but in the summer we love it. So right now it's beautiful and it's the perfect weather. We love Minnesota. So cool. I'm in Kansas City, so Midwesty area. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so cool that you met your husband that way. Um, me and my husband have like similar stories where he, we grew up in small towns, like one mm-hmm. hour from each other. I mean, these towns were like less than a thousand people. His were like a few hundred and never knew each other. And then like he moved to Kansas City and then I, we kept missing each other by one hour and never knowing. Wow. Him. We both ended up in Kansas City at the same time in 2019, and um, yeah. I love those stories. We, When Mike and I first met, we met in Colorado, and 
we started talking and realized we were both from North Dakota and we just had realized we grew up in North Dakota until he was 16. We were there the whole time, but didn't meet until years later. It's kind of funny how life works that way. That's crazy. And like, for me, I totally believe that that is not like a coincidence. Yeah. Like that was absolutely, absolutely meant to be mind. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So what is your favorite book of all time? Oh, I love this. I really felt like I was supposed to pick a business book because my walls are filled with them and I read them all the time. But I have this one book that I've kept since high school and it is White Oleander uh, by Janet Finch. And it is just a fictional book and I love it. I still have it. I still reread it because I love a coming of age story when a woman has all these struggles and she overcomes and finds herself and the ups and downs that go in into that. So I love any story like that, but this one is my absolute favorite. How cool. I'll have to read it because I love stories like that too. Like they're just so inspirational. They are. They really are. Love it. If you could change one thing about our industry, what would it be? Social media. (laughs) I love social media. I love connecting in this beautiful age where my mom was an entrepreneur when I was a kid and she ran a business. I was thinking about this the other day in the eighties and she was an interior designer, but she had to show up every day and work at this store. And I love that we have social media. So I love that we have this opportunity that I can have freedom and work from home and I can connect with clients all over the world. Yep. It is amazing. But what I wish we could change because I see it on in myself and other female business owners is that comparison that can pop up with social media and comparison kills confidence so quickly. So okay. if we can find a way to enjoy social media without that comparison, yeah. I would love that. You know what? I think I say this too, and I, I resonate so hard with this, but Part of it, I think, is that I, and this is just my own philosophy, that people should be more unbuttoned on social media, which is why TikTok is becoming so big is because so many people are unhinged, really. I mean, they're just showing up in their natural habitats, you know, being their raw selves. But I I think that bringing the um, authenticity back to social media of like, Life is 50-50, right? It's not all glamorous. No matter how much money you make, no matter what your life is, it's 50-50. We have just as much bad as we have with good. So when you can show up being your raw, authentic self of like, hey, yeah, I have successful businesses, but also like I'm a parent and shit's hitting the fan today. So Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's what we can relate on, right? We instantly feel connected because, oh, she's having this day too. I know what that feels like. Exactly. Exactly. And I can't tell you how many times I've actually shown up on social media and said things that I, you know, maybe would have been afraid to say in the past because they're not glamorous. And I'm like, this is just life. Like, this is who I am. And it's not pretty. Like when I opened the door to being in an abusive relationship, it was terrifying. Mm -hmm. But the amount of people then you connect with is just crazy because then they're like, oh my God, I've been through it too. You know, like you said. And so I think when we have more of that in the industry, that brings us closer together to realize that we're all just human beings doing our freaking best. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, it does. And that story, when we share our story, it gives other people confidence to share theirs too and realize that we're all so connected in different ways. 
Exactly. So love that. Glad you brought that up too. We're we're so connected. <laughs> we are. I love this. What are the most helpful resources that have helped you along the way with your business journey? Oh, I have so many, but when I sat down to think about these, really they all come back to surrounding myself with other women who inspire me and challenge me. And this is everything from for so long I did business by myself and being a business owner can be really lonely. It can be really isolating. I know I read a an article the other day the research said that 40% of female freelancers and business owners feel isolated and lonely. And I shared that on social media and had so much feedback because we're all feeling that. And so when I shifted and started becoming parts of different communities or masterminds or working with business coaches, um, I have a podcast producer, different communities like that, it just elevated not only my business, but also my life as well and met some business besties. And I always have someone to call when when that doubt kind of seeps in a little bit. Yep. And one of the biggest parts was there's a, a wonderful community called the Olive Grove community. And that was, it is for women in business and originally started helping us with uh, email marketing, but it grew to be just a community of women that you meet and co-work together once or twice a week virtually and help each other out with your newsletters and things like that. And just having more women around. I love it. Yeah. I Okay. So if you're listening right now and you've been listening, okay, we've had, I don't know how many guests at this point, 30, 50, I don't know. Every single woman who has come onto my podcast has said the key to her success has been community and or a coach or mentor, but it's always been community. And I cannot agree more. Like the moment that I joined a group coaching program, my first ever, because prior to this, I was like anti-group coaching and I have no idea why. Um, I met the most amazing community of women. Like you said, your biz besties, they're there for you. They're in your circle. And that was the most successful year I've ever had, which then led me to my own group coaching program. And even now, like I could have the worst day ever. And when I show up to that group coaching program with my women my day is changed. Like my day is completely turned around just from being in the energy of other business women. And yeah, it is extremely lonely and I cannot believe I did so many years without a community. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's like, why choose the path of, of going alone when you can do it with so many other amazing women who have done it before they're in the same place. And even to like, I'm not sure if you're a parent, but as a parent, like it can be even more lonely and isolated yep. because your whole life is consumed with either your children or your business. And then it's like, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's one or the other all the time or sometimes both, which feels right. a little overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah, like we said, if you're listening right now, if you do not have a community, a coach, a mentor, something, um, you've got to get in spaces with other women because it will freaking change your life. It will be the best thing you ever do for yourself. Absolutely. So what is the secret sauce for preparing your life for success? Like how do you prepare for success? Well, one thing that I always ask my clients, I was just preparing this morning for my next call is my group coaching call and we're kicking it off today. And we all come to the table planning for success and goals and what we want to do, but I'm going to stop everybody 
because we're going to start talking about our goal for the next month. And what can happen is we look down and we get really in the weeds. We get have all this expectation what we think we should do. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask them today to, and I've found this to be really impactful for myself as well in preparing for success is looking up and looking into the future five years, 10 years, and really naming you know, what's my age going to be at that time? And if you have kids naming, how old are they going to be at that time? And then imagining what you want your life to look like and who you want to be, how you want to feel, who you're surrounded by, where are you? And all of a sudden, those next four weeks of your life look really different. And you realize, oh, well, some of those goals I thought I should do this month don't really matter because they're not getting me to where I really want to be. And I think that has been the biggest turning point in shifting that mindset to where we really want to go. Yes. You're my freaking people. I do. Yes. This too, because a lot of times girls will come to me with their goals and I'll be like, you know, what's your goal? And they're like 10K months. I'm like, okay, but why? And they're like, I don't know. It's what everyone else is doing. And I was like, well, what does that mean for your life? Like what 10K months going to do for you? Do you even have like strong emotions behind it of of where that money's going to go or why you need that money? And they're like, I never really thought about it. And I'm like, well, then that's going to be a terrible goal to go after because you have no emotion tied to it. <laughs> right. Yes. That's so true. Yeah. Then you get there and you're just on this hamster wheel of, and you get there and realize, why did I do this? Exactly. Like, what does that, you know, what's the purpose? Like, what is it going to bring for my future? And I cannot stress enough that building a business for the future that you want to live is it it is like non-negotiable in my world. Like you have to build the business for the life and not, you know, building your life around your business. Absolutely. And this actually reminded me of not just setting ourselves up for success, knowing that setbacks are going to come and we're going to have to handle them. And when we have this vision of the five years and 10 years, it can help us in those moments too. The other week I was just finishing up a launch And when you're launching something, as you know, it feels you go all in and it is just like a mindset sprint marathon, really. And there's all these ups and downs and you're managing your mindset through the whole thing. And there became one day where all of a sudden comparison just popped into my brain and I was really doubting. And that is when I was able to stop and think through, okay, what, why am I doing this five years from now, 10 years from now? And who do I want to be? And then who do I need to be today in order to get to that person? And that shifted the whole launch because I could have easily, and I've done it in the past. This has been kind of my cycle I've been trying to break and finally did of having this launch and then comparison or doubt pops up. And I kind of just halfway give myself to the rest of the launch and not really go all in. But right in the middle when I was able to reset and think, okay, this is who I need to be today so that I can have this future. And who I wanted to be was so it wasn't a task list. It was more of, I want to be someone who shows up and follows through. I want to be someone who has confidence. And so showing up in my day like that helped me finish that launch strong. So it can help not just prepare for success, but also handle those ups and downs too, as they come. Yes. Oh my gosh, you just hit the nail on the head because I have been too in similar situations where I thought, you know, success was external. Like it's the numbers, it's the money, it's the clients, it's it's all these external things, but really success is internal, right? It's Yeah how you feel on the inside. It's your boundaries. It's how you fall through for yourself. And when you can make that shift for yourself of what success actually means, 
not ego-based, that's when things completely can turn around for your business because you're not seeking external validation. You are doing what you're soul is actually called to do what fulfills you on the inside. And then that makes business so much more fun and enjoyable. Yes. And that's why we're doing it, right? Yeah. Which actually kind of leads us into the next question of goals. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you actually set goals that stick? Well, we always start with why. Just like you said a minute ago, we start with why. Anytime I walk a client through setting goals, we always start with one word, I ask them, what's one word that you want to live by over the next few months or the next quarter, whatever it is we're planning. And then we really dig in to why. And just like you said, if we don't know why we're doing it, Mm -hmm. then we'll get to the end or get to this goal and it doesn't feel satisfying. And that's what I mentioned at the beginning today. My story of living that burnout is I was working all the time and I was always pushing and always working, but each milestone I got to never felt satisfying to me because I didn't know why I was doing it. I just did it because I thought this is what I was supposed to do. And once we know why, why you want it, and usually, and the why is so unique and personal to every single person. And if you're listening today, you're probably thinking, oh, I know why. I know my why. I've heard this before. But until it actually just causes that physical sensation in your body, that emotional pull, maybe like your eyes tear up or you've got chills or or something like that, then you know it's your real why. And if you haven't gotten there yet, dig in, journal through it or talk with a trusted friend or coach and really ask yourself why over and over and over again until you get to that point. And it usually comes down to a personal story of something you've experienced and how you want to help others who are experiencing the same thing. Yeah, 100%. And I say too, like your why has to be so strong and personal that it can get you out of bed on your worst freaking days. Like no matter what you're going Mm. through, that is what gets you through entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is freaking hard. There's going to be so many ups and downs. Um, What I've also found to be true, which is interesting you said this because I was doing the same thing. I was chasing goals and chasing goals and I would hit them and then I would chase the next one and I was burnt out and I was like heavily obsessed with my business to the point that it was so unhealthy and I didn't realize how unhealthy it was until my husband was like, oh my God, like you need to step back. Like yeah, you have got to give yourself some space, a break and um. But yeah, I, I had this unhealthy obsession with chasing goals and and then I was never fulfilled, right? Because they right. didn't mean anything. It was just like the hustle burnout. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You're still getting places, but it didn't mean something personal to you for sure. Yeah. Like and it's hamster wheel. It is. It really is a hamster wheel. And it's so freeing to have knowing your why, knowing what you value, knowing what you want, and then taking that why aligned goal and then to make sure that that goal sticks, another great uh, piece of advice would be to make it smaller. And when we're looking at just, I love four week goals, and then I love breaking them down just to one week goal. And I love having you change your goal every week based on your capacity, because especially now in the summer, right now we have, every week looks different. Every week, might have a vacation or traveling and and there's different times of the year when things don't have routine. And so looking at what your capacity is for that week and deciding 
what's one thing that has to happen to move me forward, but choosing that one thing based on what you actually feel like you can do. So you're setting yourself up for success. And it could even be a tiny, tiny thing and not be a huge achievement, quote unquote. But at the end of the week, when you actually are able to do that one thing that you had the capacity for, you're going to feel like a winner. You're going to have that natural motivation where you're in that progress loop. Your mind is saying, oh, this worked. I did it. I'm going to keep moving forward. And then you have that natural motivation that you don't have to muster up willpower for. Yeah. And it just keeps going and keeps going. So each week, just adjusting your capacity, your goals based on your capacity. Yeah, that's so good. And too, what I've also realized is that with for me personally, the goals are never really about the goals. They're always about the feeling that's attached to the goal. Like we want to feel something when we hit this goal or like there's some kind of, like you said, a why behind the goal, but it's usually like a feeling of what that goal or accomplishment is going to do for you. But what I've found is that you can actually create those feelings inside of you with your thoughts before you even hit the goal. So when you start to feel like, Let's say your goal is 10K, right? But okay, but why do we want 10K? Like what's the feeling associated with hitting 10K? Is it safety? Is it security? Well, you can actually create that within you right now before you even hit the goal. And, and when you think about it that way, it just it's crazy that we're we're setting goals based on just feeling good inside. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so true. That is the biggest, the biggest shift I've seen in the last couple of years is starting with who you want to be, how you want to feel. And then going from there, it's so freeing. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So tell me, what is your best advice for women in business? I mean, you've given so many amazing nuggets already, but. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, I really think that knowing yourself, knowing your story and having the courage to own that story and live in it is my first piece of advice. Just knowing that your story is what makes you unique. A lot of times when I'm talking with women about confidence in their business, they feel like they don't have anything that sets them apart or they're not unique and everybody does. And once we start digging into their story and their life and who they are, they realize, oh, this is what I can bring to the table. Every one of you has something unique that you can bring to the table. And the other piece of advice, totally opposite, but this is what I live by now is listening to your body as you are building your business and give yourself the rest that you need as well. You are your biggest asset in your business is you and your body. And if you shut down, your business isn't going to keep going. And I love this quote. I always start my coaching calls with reminding my clients of this quote. It says, I said to my body, I want to be your friend. And it took a deep breath and said, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Oh, it's so so good. It just gives me chills every time. And I want to, I think about this with health goals and, but then I started applying it to business and it makes such a difference. Remembering I'm bringing my body with me on this business journey and we need to, we need to get along. We need to be friends as we're moving forward. Yes. So good. And back to the first one that you said, I say this all the time, you're going to get, if, especially if you're a coach, you're going to be paid to be you. Like literally yeah. people are willing to pay you to be you. They're not going to pay you for, yes, your expertise, your knowledge, all those things are going to come into play, 
But when you when you're thinking about it that way, you're thinking about well, this information is all it's out there for everyone. Like they, yes, anyone out there could you could go come into my program and be like. I've heard this before. This information is out online. Yes, because I learned it somewhere, right? It's all cycled. Mm -hmm. When we interviewed all of our academy students, we asked, why did you join this program? Every single one of them said, I don't know. It was just a feeling. It was Tay's energy. People join your programs or they choose to work with you based on who you are. So when you can step into being unapologetically exactly who you are, you're going to attract the best freaking clients ever because they only want to work with you because of you. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Love it. Okay. Our bonus question. We do it every single female founder Friday episode. If you had to write a book, which would, what would you write about? What would it be? Well, of course it would be about women who overcame adversity. Just any woman, all the women I've met and how they have stepped in their story and overcame to be able to be brave in who they are. Perfect. Absolutely love it. And I will definitely be reading it. (laughs) Yes, I love that. That's such a great question. I love it too, because I feel like there's so many people in the industry that want to write books. Mm -hmm. So when we have this, it kind of sparks that like, ooh, writing a book. Yep. I loved it. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for sharing your story. And if you could please tell the listeners where they can find you. Absolutely. I would love to hear from you. I am on Instagram at Coach Amber B. And I would love to hear from you. DM me. Let me know what stood out to you today. And you can also check out my website, CoachAmberB.com. Perfect. We'll have it linked all below in the show notes. You can go hang out with Amber. Check her out. Say hello. Tell her you loved her episode. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. We will chat with you on the next episode. 